Well, that was New York State of Mind, Barbara Streisand and Billy Joel. Interestingly, Barbara Streisand, who sang that on an album called Superman, uh, really put Billy Joel on the map as a songwriter. And he pays tribute to her in uh, an online video on YouTube where they uh, then go to go on to sing that tune. It's a fantastic story of uh, what it's like in New York. And I saw a post on social media this week that talked about Starbucks for the rich. And indeed, it did look very upmarket, a cathedral to caffeine in downtown New York. So I asked our local correspondent, expat Phil Brown, to check it out on the basis that this might just be the next thing in coffee. And any self-respecting Melbourne coffee snob needed to know about this. As it turns out, the story was slightly different, but Phil says it was still a great experience that one day could make it down under. Well, it's great to speak again with our New York correspondent, Phil Brown. And uh, I sent him off earlier this week. It wasn't exactly a wild goose chase, but I thought what I was asking Phil to do was a brand new thing in New York City. Uh, It was something called Starbucks Reserve, and it was described on a bit of social media where I saw it as Starbucks for the rich. And you could go in and uh, unbelievable-looking place. Anyway, uh, Phil went down had a look shot us a bit of video which was terrific got some great stills and spoke to some of the punters who were in there having i think a 12 dollar coffee now um, i wondered whether this was a thing that a might catch on uh, here in australia b might be echoed by other fast food and fast coffee vendors Uh, but phil it turns out that it's actually been in new york for a little while yeah, that's right, Graham. Uh, good to speak to you. Um, yeah, the first um, first one opened up in New York, at least, in, uh, I think, around 2018. Now, they might have even been going a year or so before that in other states. Right. But uh, the first one opened up in New York in 2018, and that's that's the roastery. That's the one I actually went to yesterday. Uh, well, it's an impressive-looking have... place. It looks like a bank from the outside. It's absolutely magnificent. Um, it's in a spectacular building, and the the way it's been uh, uh, just decorated. I mean, the design is is absolutely amazing. There's a, a full on sort of roastery. The place smells so good when you walk in. Right. That it's just that beautiful coffee smell, and even when you when you come outside later, you still smell of coffee. It's you know it's in your clothes, it's in your hair. Right. It smells absolutely um, fantastic, and it's uh, beautifully decorated. Um, quite a few people about. It wasn't as packed as I thought it might have been, but um, how, how big is it compared to a normal store, Phil? Normal Starbucks. Like 10 uh, times oh, bigger or more? Oh, at least, at least, probably 20 times bigger than the average Starbucks. Okay. It, it's a big place, and, and actually it was three levels. So there's a, the ground level as you come in from the entrance has a big sort of coffee bar. There are probably 12 or so people manning that. It's a rectangular shape, so you can uh, approach the counter from, from different, uh, different sides. Yeah. Yeah. Um, then there's a lower level that has a restaurant and, uh, uh, again, they're, they're serving coffee and, uh, and food there. Actually, Starbucks invested in a, in a place called uh, Princey, um, a food, uh, sort of an Italian food um, emporium. So they're serving Princey food there, which is uh, quite nice. And then upstairs, there's an upscale uh, cocktail bar. 
So you can get your coffee-inspired cocktails, you know, your huh? coffee-sort-of-flavoured man- um, martini, yeah. as well as, you know, standard, uh, standard drinks there. So it's a sort so of a destination. It is a destination. Oh, there's also a bakery um, in there as well. There's um, an artisan bakery from a, a company called Milan that are participating in this venture as well. Oh, so, okay. So, yeah, it's quite an event. Um, and Something is it like, would you go there for lunch or is it strictly a coffee house? No, you can definitely go there for lunch. They have, a, you know, some, some main meals on, you know, available. So you can, you can also get a pizza, but you can order a lasagna or, a, you know, a chicken cacciatore. And um, they've got a whole range of sort of sandwiches and things that you can pick up, avocado and toast if you're inclined. Mm-hmm. Um, desserts and so on so okay yeah you could go there for lunch it, it is pretty expensive but well um, yeah i heard it was described on the social media that i saw as starbucks for the rich how rich do you have to be <laughs> i think um, a lot of people were paying you know 10 to 12 dollars for a coffee wow and the going the going rate is you know around five or six dollars i guess it is starbucks generally Right, but there are you know very special sort of blends. I was looking at some of the prices. A beer is about ten dollars, and uh, in the cocktail bar, mm-hmm. uh, whereas that's probably seven in the average pub. A glass of wine, anywhere from sort of thirteen to seventeen dollars, and uh, a champagne or a cocktail was anywhere between twenty and maybe twenty-five. Um, the the food was reasonable for New York. Um, you know, your, your breakfast sort of sandwiches and things like that were about $10. Uh, $9 for a slice of pizza, though. I thought that was a bit steep. If, mm. you wanted the whole, if you wanted the whole pizza, it was something like $70, I think, for a whole pizza. That's a gourmet pizza, that one. <laughs> it certainly is. But you could eat there, look, if it, you could eat there for, you know, $20, $25, have a coffee and a, and a sandwich or something like that. Okay. Uh, wouldn't be too bad, I guess. But it, that's an expensive part of New York you're explaining to me. Yeah, this one is in Chelsea, uh, right near the Chelsea market. Um, it's uh, yeah, it's the lower west side of Manhattan. Right. Uh, fairly wealthy area. A lot of celebrities live in the uh, in the local sort of area. So it is a fairly wealthy neighbourhood. But what, I thought that a lot of the people there were very touristy. It okay. didn't seem like there were a, a lot of locals there. In fact, I spoke to a few uh, folk about it. Um, one was a guy named Rob, who uh, who was a local, and uh, but he told me he'd just come from shopping at the Chelsea Market. He drops in there once a week, and after he's done his shopping, uh, I was there on Sunday, by the way. So mm-hmm. after he's done his shopping, he likes to drop in and have a coffee there, and you know does the same thing sort of week after week. So. Um, he's not, you know, he said to me he's not going there every day or, you know, three times. So it's a special treat. Three times a week. It's a, yeah, it's a treat sort of thing for him. Right. And did you taste the coffee, Phil? I did have a, I did have a coffee. It tasted just like Starbucks coffee to me. (laughs) Oh, really? (laughs) Which is, which, uh, you know, I'm not a huge fan of, but uh, there were certainly different, you know, lots of different flavours available. In fact, it, it took a while to choose something, to be honest. There were so many. Right. Okay. Uh, and did they look like there were serious coffee drinkers in there because it was that good or? 
I don't think so. I think it was more tourists right. know, just grabbing a coffee. I mean, I, I ran into um, another guy who said that they, you know, he, he goes there uh, about once a month and hangs out with some buddies. They, they catch up there and um, have, a few, uh, have a few drinks, have a few coffees and then go upstairs and have a drink at the bar and, and, uh, and catch up. Although there were no big, uh, big, you know, TV screens, so they couldn't catch a game, which he was he was complaining about while I was there. Yeah, that's an American thing, though, isn't it? Really, the sports bar. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I caught up with uh, I saw a couple of tourists, um, a lady named Josie from the UK, who thought the place was amazing and wanted to uh, to move in if they had a had a, a bed she could sleep in. It certainly does look impressive. Your video uh, shows it up. Um, fantastic design, and obviously they've got multiple coffee machines. You're never going to be in a queue there, by, by the look of it. No, I think they've done pretty well um, to, to handle the traffic that comes in. <clears throat> they, there were a lot of staff around. Uh, service was fantastic. I mean, people were smiling and happy. So there's a very nice vibe about the place. It's an open place with sort of hard floors, so there's a fair amount of ambient noise. It's yeah. not that typical sort of buzz about it. But, um, yeah, it's a, it's an amazing-looking place when you walk in. It's it's quite stunning. So right. I, I was very impressed with it. Okay. And now, do you think that we're going to see the golden nugget from uh, one of the other fast food, or might we get McDonald's Michelin style? What, what do you think the chances of this being cloned? I think we'd all love to see that happen, wouldn't we? The uh, the golden nugget. I think that'd be fantastic. I mean, doesn't McDonald's have the the golden arches already? I'm not sure if that's an upmarket version. Of no, it. I don't think it's enough. I think we need the platinum or something more expensive. <laughs> I don't know that it's going to catch on that that much, to be honest. I mean, I think it's kind of a novelty thing. It's funny that. Uh, but you say there's thousands, a thousand of them, or something. They're they're planned. Well, that's the plan. The, the plan, yeah, the plan is to open up about a thousand of them. There are, so there's the one that I went to yesterday is called the Roastery, and that's got the big, you know, roasting machine and everything. It's quite spectacular. They have two slightly smaller versions that are really coffee shops with the upscale sort of cocktail lounge um, in Manhattan. Um, and they're called there. Starbucks Reserve, are they? Yeah, there's, there's Starbucks Reserve Bars. Right. Um, and they're, they're in pretty exclusive areas too. One is in Greenwich Lane and another one is in uh, Brookfield Place, which is a part of the, the big new Hudson Yards complex in oh, yep. Park. Yep. Um, but they, they're opening them. Uh, there are a couple in, uh, in Brooklyn and around the US. There's another dozen, I guess, in different states. But they, they also have them in Japan and Canada and uh, Chile and Mexico. So, so what's wrong with us, mate? The uh, coffee capital of the known universe... Well, I think the competition might be a bit tough, you know. The uh, the, the Melbourne coffee makers have probably, uh, you know, probably got them on the run. Maybe. I don't know that they can handle the competition. It's always, you know, Melbourne has always been fantastic with coffee and I think Sydney is caught up too, so mm. it would be pretty tough for them to make a go of it if they're going to try and get, you know, 9 to $12 a cup in uh, in well, Melbourne, I would think. I think Melbourne now, so I hear, I, I haven't had it myself, but I'm hearing $6 coffees in the city now, so, yeah. mm, you know, that's six Aussie dollars. That's, that's not worth much of, <laughs> of American money, <laughs> Pacific pesos. 
Yeah, well, yeah, well, I, I guess if you're going you know, to translate it, then they're going to be charging something like sixteen to eighteen dollars a, a yeah, cup yeah. in uh, in Australia if they come there. But no, I'm just they, staggered that if it's been in New York since 2018, that nobody's actually tried to do it here. I mean, we do have Brunetti's, which is a specialty coffee and uh, cake shop in uh, Little Collins Street. Yeah, uh, that's a bit of a scene for the serious coffee drinkers, but um, now this is a. I mean, what I see, it's like a Java palace of what you've filmed. Yeah, it is. It is. What what happened was uh, there were a couple of comp- uh, couple of competitors that popped up in the US that actually uh, did very. Uh, sort of specialty coffee shops. There's one called Intelligentsia. I don't know whether you've heard of it or not. No. Intelligentsia coffee and tea, very upmarket, uh, very sort of plush interiors. And then there was another, I think, called uh, Blue Bottle Coffee. Mm-hmm. And they, they actually started to do pretty well. So Starbucks jumped on and said, hey, there's something going on here and uh, decided to, uh, to to go with it themselves. Ah, uh, right. To, to compete and hopefully take out them, you know, take them out of the market. But their their plan is to build about a thousand of the um, reserve bars globally, and probably uh, I think they mentioned something like thirty of the roasteries worldwide. So you might get a roastery down in uh, down in Australia. Yeah. You never know. Phil Brown there with Graham Kemlove. This is the Travel Writer Show on J Air 88 FM in Melbourne.